You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. And it's Tuesday, and I'm here with uh, Louis Ragon. Hey, Dolphins. And Jim Johnson. Hello, everybody. And uh, we're going to go ahead and go through the transactions we've made over the last couple of weeks and give you our thoughts as to how they'll fit into the Dolphins' plans. We'll start at the top here. Uh, we tendered Isaiah Ford. Uh, we tendered Trent Harris, uh, Zach Seiler, Vince Beagle, and Matt Hawk. Of those to me, uh, Sealer was the most intriguing. Uh, he played fairly well in uh, 79 snaps that he played. I want to see more of him. Isaiah Ford had two drops and uh, two passes uh, intercepted and 35 targets. He had caught 23 of 35 in his area. He caused three missed tackles after the catch. Average passer rating when he was targeted was uh, 62.1. Uh, Hack, in my opinion, has been a below average uh, punter going into his fourth season. He ranks uh, 41.1 per net punt, which is 20th in the league, and his average punt of 45 yards ranks 22nd. Any thoughts on those guys? Yeah, like you said, Sealer is uh, a guy I want to see more of. He he put some pretty good film out there, and... We need to see more of it to see if he's going to continue to trend upwards. When you just mentioned Ford's passer rating when he was targeted, that that's kind of a disturbing number. I didn't realize that uh, he hadn't been that successful. Keep in mind, it's not a high number of targets, and those two interceptions are really going to affect that. Yeah, it really it really squashes it. Yes, you know, and Beagle is another guy that I think is is a positive for the team. He he flashed quite a bit last year and I, I'm glad to see him back. And just like you said with our with our punter, he was average at best and inconsistent too much. So it wouldn't hurt my feelings if we had an improvement at, at the punter position. Yeah, they should really bring somebody in to challenge him because he has been inconsistent, Jim, as you said. Uh, from one game to the next, one game he looks great, the next game he doesn't. Even in the middle of some games, you know, he has a great punt and then he follows up with a bad punt. So he has been extremely inconsistent. You know, the other guys you mentioned, I think they're all depth on this on this roster now at this point. Ford, I would think so, sure. You know, Ford, uh, Beagle, those type of guys, they're depth. They're solid players. You know, they've got their feet wet in the NFL and um, it's the type of depth that you need. I mean, you're going to have injuries over the course of the season. Ford filled in fairly well. Um, what's the Siler is is how you pronounce his name? Yes, is that how you pronounce it? I believe so. Uh, yes. We saw just a small, small taste of him. I mean, I believe we signed him what last two or three games of yeah. Last he played season. the last three, fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. Right, and one of those games, I believe, he was inactive in. I know his first game with us, he had a very solid game, and we were very impressed by him. So, um, you know, he's a guy that going forward, was it you, Mike, that said he's a little bit intriguing to you? I don't know. Yes, yes. So, I mean, the same here. You know, I'm on, you know, I'm on the same thought, thought wave with you in regard to that. So, um, again, all these guys are depth. I like the fact that they brought them all back. They're all pretty solid players. You know, Ford was surprising to us all last year, I think, um, when he came in. He was productive. He, he, uh, 
picked up a lot of third down conversions for us from what I remember in situations. Uh, didn't have a ton of drops when he was given the opportunities. And, uh, you know, again, you know, good depth. Well, that's it. He's depth. Um, question is, you know, does he make the roster? And, you know, we'll, ha- we'll have to go through training camp to find that out. But I like his chances going in. You know, a lot would depend on, to me, if they draft receivers or not. Exactly. And, I, again, we talked about this a little bit last week. I, You know, I feel that they should draft a receiver at some point. Hopefully early on. I mean, I'd love to see a young guy come in right behind Williams and Parker and just add even more depth to a pretty good group of receivers as long as they're healthy. As we always say, competition is good. Yes, very much so. Yes, and Williams coming back 100% is not guaranteed, so I think it's more important than most people do. Same with Grant. Yep. Uh, they signed the uh, tight end Michael Roberts from uh, Detroit. Uh, this is a guy who's a, a solid pass blocker, but uh, the rest of his game really needs refinement. Uh, he's totaled 381 snaps in his career. Uh, they also signed Eric Flowers uh, from the Redskins. He's a converted tackle who uh, flashed at the guard position. Has a bit of a lazy reputation, but uh, he's been a better pass blocker than run blocker. You guys have any thoughts of those two players? Well, Eric Flowers was a guy I envisioned them signing, you know, even before free agency because he fit the profile of what they were looking for. Uh, I didn't figure they were going after a top guy. He's from Miami. He went to school in Miami, so the shoe fits and all. He did have a pretty solid year at guard, so that's why he got this contract that he did, you know, three, uh, $30 million, you know, on a three-year deal. You know, whether he can continue to be a solid guard and continue to, you know, climb the ladder and become a better player at guard remains to be seen. But I got to say that uh, he seems to have gotten his second wind and is, you know, taking a hold of the guard position. So I'm optimistic that this guy can can help us move forward on the offensive line. Yeah. Um, it, it, listen, it's an upgrade. We talked about this last last week on the show. Uh he allowed only two sacks, and he played every snap last year. So he was healthy. That's positive. He allowed only two sacks over the course of the season. God knows how many sacks our guards gave up over the course of last season. I'm assuming it was a good amount. It was a good amount. Yeah. And um, and then the other thing is, is he was called on six penalties the whole season. So there's a lot of positives that come from him. He was a pretty solid player. And again, he's a major upgrade over what we had last year. So, you know, the money is, you know, it's, it's not horrible. Like you said, Jim, it's not a, a big, big contract. Um, you know, so I, I like it. I like it. The biggest knock on him is, you know, some of the guys say, well, he wasn't a very good tackle and, you know, he didn't play well. And supposedly, like you said, Mike, he was somewhat lazy, blah, blah, blah. Being a first-rounder, maybe he thought he had it made. And then the other knock that I heard was he didn't play well at guard early in the season. I'm like, well, why would he play well at guard moving from tackle into guard? He's going to have a learning curve. And then, like you said, Lou, basically didn't allow sacks and pressures and such in the passing game. So, hey, I'm down for that. If, If we can have an improvement at guard and he stays solid, I'm all for it. It's It's good to see. Well, we know he's better than what we had, so to say we should have an improvement is a fair statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
They also signed uh, defensive end Shaq Lawson. He hasn't been spectacular at anything, but he's been fairly steady. The The only concern that I see with uh, Shaq is he missed a ton of tackles last year, which is atypical for him. He's usually, uh, in prior years, been a good tackler. They signed special teams safety uh, Clayton Fedgelam. Uh He was brought in to help fortify the special teams with the loss of uh, Walt Aikens. And uh, the big signing, really, of, of this free agent class was cornerback uh, Byron Jones. Came from Dallas last year. He allowed 56.6% of his passes into his coverage area to be completed. Uh, for his com- career, he allowed uh, 60.4%. Uh, in 3,043 career coverage snaps, he allowed only 20 touchdowns. He had 41 solo tackles in 2019 and only missed two. What are your guys' thoughts on these three players? Well, we'll start with the cornerback, Mike. Um, This guy's obviously, again, a major upgrade over what we had last year. Uh, Between him and Xavier, they should form a nice tandem back there, which will help our our whole defense as a whole. These guys can cover the two outside receivers on, on the teams that are coming in to play us. You know, that, that's a major positive. It, it was a situation last year where our secondary was just getting annihilated week in and week out. Uh, most of the time, teams were just passing on us at will. So at th- will. this is a major, major signing for us. They did throw a lot of money at them. That's the negative. But you got a really, really solid football player. And the, the other thing I love about the guy is that he's not afraid to hit. He likes to tackle. I watched some film on him, and he loves to hit. You know, in regard to him, I'm fine with the signing. You know, I have no problem with it. I think that it's, you know, it's, as I said, a major, major upgrade. Um, In regard to the other two gentlemen, Shaq Lawson, there's there's some negatives that come with him. You know, we've we've heard it all. Uh, He's inconsistent, so on and so forth. The fact is, is that he led Buffalo in quarterback hits last year. And again, that's something that was lacking in our defense above and beyond. We just did not even get close to the quarterback. We didn't even pressure him. We didn't hit him. We did nothing. Another major, major problem on the defensive side of the football. So he led Buffalo with 18 hits and he had six and a half sacks. So, and he also tied for the most tackles for losses on Buffalo's defense, which is a pretty solid football team. They were a pretty solid defense last year. So he brings some positives and, again, another major upgrade. And uh, the third guy, uh, Clayton, again, Mike, like you said, he's going to fill in in regard to special team situation. We lost Aikens. This guy is a really, really good special teams player. From what I understand, I haven't seen enough of them. I, don't, I just don't know a lot about him, but everything I've read basically says that he's, he's here strictly to play special teams and to add some depth in the secondary for us. Yeah, you, you hit on them all kind of it's the same way I feel. I look at Clayton uh, Fedulum as another good addition. He's probably going to replace Akins on our roster. He did sign a three-year, $8.5 million contract. But here's the thing, and this applies to almost all of these guys. They're all 26-year-old or, or younger guys, with the exception of Van Noy and uh, Jones that are 27 and 8. But the fact of the matter is, these guys are coming off their first contract. They're young. They're still ascending players. And this guy was a safety as well. 
So he, we need some help at safety. So he could get some playing time, you know, at safety as well as, you know, being a leader on the, on the special teams. So I think it's a good signing. You know, it's, it's not a make or break type of deal, but it's a good solid signing. I like it. And then you did mention Shaq Lawson with some missed tackles, Mike. And, and I agree that is an issue, but he had some limited uh, snap counts this year. And I think he was really trying to make the best of it. And he was in the backfield a lot and was in position to make some tackles, but just couldn't get it done because he was so committed to, uh, you know, the rush to the ball or what have you. And uh, like you did say, Lou, he led the teams in, in tackles for loss. So if he'd improved on half of those missed tackles, he would have obviously been leading the team in, in that category. He's, he's a good run defender, and he can contain the edge, which is something we just haven't had. So I think this is a positive. You know, at $10 million a year, uh, you're not going to sign a guy for 10 mil a year that's, that's getting 15 sacks a season. That's just not the case. So I think I like the numbers, and I think I like what he brings to the table. Age-wise, like you touched on, Jim, outstanding. The guys, the age group that they have signed these guys in is just a real plus. And these guys are incredibly good athletes. I mean, they're all, if you watch film on these guys, they are talented football players, but they're athletes. I mean, they can move. They, they're they they're just really, really strong, strong athletes. So yeah, you got to like the whole group, you know, as a yeah, whole, you got to yeah. love the guys we've talked about so far. No question. And another thing is, is average speed. You know, most of these guys have, have some wheels on them and, uh, you know, they could run around and make some plays. And Byron Jones, you know, I've got him as a as an A minus, you know, selection grade or whatever. How'd you give him a minus for? Because of the numbers and the lack of interceptions. But this guy is exactly what I like to see in a cornerback in the NFL. He's aggressive. He's a press corner. He's physical. He's in the receiver's face. Uh, he didn't draw a lot of penalties for this aggression, which is what we want to see. He just didn't find the ball as well as we, you know, we would hope that uh, a cornerback would. You know, Xavier Howard has always got his, you know, one eye looking for the ball. He's trying to intercept it at all costs, you know. But Byron Jones is just a, a shutdown corner. I'm excited about it. The only thing that I that concerns me with this kind of signing is is whether uh, we'll end up keeping Xavier Howard anymore or whether he's on the trade block now. Don't you kind of think that if they were going to get rid of Howard, they would have done it already? I would have thought so, yes. But you don't know if they're going to use him as some sort of bait for the draft either. Right. He could go in a trade along with draft picks somewhere. That's, um, you know. Which is the, a possibility, yeah. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. They're, they're probably thinking about uh, moving up or trading in the draft. So I, I just, uh, that's, that's a concern for me. But if you do that, then you just open up another big hole and you're right back to square one. So let, let's hope that their frame of mind, Jim, is not as you just spoke about. You know, we want them to be in a situation to where they can move to other positions that are a necessity to make this team better. If you have both of these guys playing corner, I mean, you know, you can just build the rest of the defense right around that. I mean, you know, you can't ask for anything more with these two guys as long as they're healthy. Can you name me one team in the NFL that doesn't want two lockdown corners? 
Exactly. And we've got them right now. So why would yeah. you give them up? That's my whole point. You that's know, sort of what I was saying. I, I yeah. just think that that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, no, I know. But that's just my concern. I, you know, I don't want to see it happen. But that's, you know, I, I just something in my gut concern worries me that he may not be here come uh, when season open. We're not allowed to have good things, right? That's it. Basically, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, it's it's been a long road, Mike. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is that we can afford to do it. And there's not a lot of teams that can because we right. don't have those superstar type players on this team right now. So you don't have those ridiculously crazy contracts in regard to any of these guys. I mean, Devontae Parker is probably our best football player, right? Would you guys say he's Probably I, the, I would say so. He, he's probably the only guy that warranted uh, Pro Bowl. And he's not making an awful lot of money right now. So behind him, there's really not a lot. So they can afford these two guys. And we're in a position where they should do it and should just move on from there and worry about what comes next somewhere down the road. Because that's going to be a major positive to our defense, having both of those guys back there. No question. I think so. For sure, especially since, you know, we're going to have four or five years of all these draft picks coming in on cheap deals, you know, rookie right. contracts. So, you know, now is the time to hold on to those key contributors. Absolutely. They signed Emmanuel uh, Ogba, who's a defensive end, played with uh, Kansas City. Uh, he had his best season in Kansas City after uh, three very uns- unspectacular years in Cleveland. Uh, he registered six tacks last year to bring his uh, career total to 19 in uh, 1,506 pass rush attempts. Uh, 83% of the passes into his uh, coverage area were completed. Uh, that sounds like a high number, but it really isn't, uh, not for a linebacker. Also, uh, they signed linebacker Canoe Gruger Hill. Uh, he was with the Eagles. Uh, with him, I have one strong concern. He misses too many tackles. Last year, he made 18 tackles and missed another eight. Uh, he's also not strong in coverage, where he allowed 17 of 19 passes to be completed. For his career, he allowed 36 of 44 to be completed and 357 coverage snaps. Uh, he has zero forced fumbles and uh, one career interception. Where he did star was on special teams. He was a three-year captain uh, on the Eagles special team units. Uh, so I think he'll need to excel in that area to uh, make our final roster. Any thoughts on those guys? Yeah, on the Grudger Hill, I'm, I'm with you. We signed him to a one-year, $3 million deal. And like you say, he's basically their special teams captain. He's their contributor. And he's a, he's a worker and a, and a team leader and all. So... Like you say, you know, he's going to have to work at it to find a roster spot, I think, because we can only have so many special teams slash backup linebackers on the roster. Right. Well, I imagine he'll be battling with Beagle and some of those other uh, guys for, for a roster spot. But, you know, if he does well on special teams, that'll be an advantage to him. Yeah. And uh, what about on uh, Agba? Agba is another signing that I really like. Flores... It's Flores' type of guy. Face it, our defense is going to be multi-faced. You know, we're going to have, you know, three down linemen or four down linemen or a, or a, a three-five. I mean, it's going to be all kind of different alignments. And the addition of Lawson and Ogba gives Flores two more guys that can actually get to the quarterback rather than guys that are 
supposed to get to the quarterback, can't, and then can't contain the edge either. So I like both of these guys. They're contributors. They're workers. Agba was a rotational player, and he made the best of his plays on the field as one of the leaders on the on the team with sacks. So uh, I like it. It's a two-year, $15 million deal. So again, you've got an edge-type guy. For $7.5 million, you're getting a veteran that's young and still ascending. I don't really see a downside to this. I mean, you're not breaking the bank, and you're getting a solid player. Yep, upgrades, upgrades, upgrades. All the way across the board. You, you covered pretty much everything that needs to be said about both guys, Jim. Um, but they're upgrades. Uh, they're going to make our team better. Okay. At uh, running back, we, we signed Jordan Howard, who uh, played with the Eagles. Uh, what strikes me with Jordan is in 907 career carries, he's only fumbled five times, did not have a fumble last season. Woohoo! Yeah, that's, you know, you got to like that, right? He averaged uh, 4.3 yards per carry over the course of his career. So this is a guy who you can give the ball to, and you know he's going to be fairly dependable between your tackles. Uh, they also signed uh, uh, center right guard Ted Karras for his career. He's played 898 pass block snaps with 272 of those at guard uh, for the Patriots. He's allowed 22 total pressures and only three sacks. Their starting center, uh, James Ference, uh, last season played 122 pass-blocking snaps and allowed 10 pressures and one sack. So its numbers are very comparable percentage-wise. They also signed linebacker Landon Roberts, who also played with the Patriots. Now, uh, Landon is a good tackler, uh, but really an average player who, who didn't get a ton of snaps. He totaled 222 last season. Uh, he'll be in the mix for a roster spot, provided he continues to excel on special teams. And uh, the big signing at linebacker was uh, Kyle Van Noy. He, he's an above-average linebacker who uh, is a high-effort player. Uh, going into his seventh season, Van Noy has forced uh, nine fumbles and intercepted a couple of passes in his career. Quarterbacks have a passer rating of uh, 110.2 throwing into his coverage, although in 19 it was uh, 129. Where he excels is getting after the quarterback, accumulating 43 hurries, in 464 pass rush attempts in 19. Eight of those were sacks, and he forced uh, four fumbles. Now, I know you guys love Van Oy. Uh, what, what did you think of some of these signings? Well, the Jordan Howard signing, Mike, is interesting because they, they are going to draft a running back. I, that, those are my thoughts. You uh-huh. know, when, it, when it comes to the draft, have to. I think it's an absolute necessity. There's no depth at that position right now. And the, the Jordan Howard signing I love because he's a very, very solid football player. Uh, he goes under the radar. You know, his statistics uh, last year were not great, but he was hurt quite a bit, and he was sharing a lot of time with other players. He did average four and a half yards a carry. He had, take that. And we'll take that. He had six touchdowns in the 10 games that he played in. Um, he's not a great uh, pass catcher. He's not that type of guy. So hopefully we draft somebody that will kind of supplement that, you know, in regard to a one-two punch in regard to our offense. His strength is running the football, and he's a tough guy. You know, he likes to run in between the tackles. He's not one of these guys that, that's going to bounce outside every time. He likes to take people on. Um, he can get into the end zone. He's, he's proven that 
over his four seasons in the NFL, he's had at least six touchdowns. Um, in all four of those seasons, two of the seasons, he had nine touchdowns. So he's an v- extremely, extremely solid football player. And once again, an upgrade <laughs> over what we've had. <laughs> you know, Jim, I'll let you take on Vinoy and a few of these other guys. You think you will, huh? All yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, so I don't sit here and talk for a half hour straight. We got to break on, it up man. a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you on Howard. Uh, he's a guy that's had 1,000-yard running rushing seasons. That's a great thing to see. Uh, our running back committee that we've had last year was, I hate to throw the guys under the bus because our offensive line was so bad, but this is a guy that can get it done, like you say. He's got the yards per carry there, and he doesn't fumble the ball. He can run between the tackles and get the tough yards. you, you got to like that, and, and it's a positive moving forward. But any running back has got to have an offensive line to make holes for him. So, And that does bring us to, you know, signing Flowers and Karras now from the Patriots. Karras is another young guy coming off his first contract, really took a hold of the starting job once he first got it from the Patriots and didn't let go of it. I like the signing. It's a one-year prove-it kind of contract for four million bucks. That tells you two things. He believes in himself to go out there and prove it for a year and, you know, hope for the big paycheck, you know, payday the following year. So that's that's all trending up type of things. You know, he's gonna he's gonna play his butt off to earn that next contract. So that's gonna help us at center. Moving on from Kilgore is a positive as far as I'm concerned, when he was what, uh, thirty-one or two years old. So Van Noy, I mean, he's my highest rated signing. And I think a lot of it is just pulling at my heartstrings because it's been so long since the Dolphins have had a linebacker that can impact a game. We've been watching linebackers just go out there and run around and miss tackles and, and make a lot of tackles, but it's it's too late by the time Come they make on, the tackles. Tico had an inter- interception once. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's always a highlight for somebody everywhere. So, uh, But, <laughs> you know, Van Noy is a guy that's made a lot of key plays at key times, and that's something that we've lacked. You know, Lou's always griping about we need playmakers. You know, Van Noy has made some plays – when the Patriots needed them. And Flores is familiar with that. He's a versatile guy. You know, we've signed him up for four years and $51 million with $30 million guaranteed. It's real money. But as long as he plays a good solid game at linebacker, I think it's a great deal because, you know, Jerome Baker, McMillan, you know, we've got Van Ginkle. We've got a lot of guys that, that can fly around, but I, I don't think they know. They don't have that it factor at linebacker. You've got to smell the play happening before it even gets going so that you can snuff it out. And I think uh, that's what Kyle Van Noy brings to the team. Yeah, the Van Noy signing, if he would have signed anywhere else other than here, you know, I, I think it would have been somewhat of a mistake for him and the team that would have signed them. I think the fact that Flores knows how to use him because he truly isn't a pure edge player. He just isn't. He's not that type of guy. What he brings to the table is he's an extremely smart player. And if he's used correctly, he can be very, very important to your defense. And the fact that Flores knows how to use him and they have worked together in the past is extremely important in this signing. And I think it's a key to this whole situation. I like the signing as well. Uh, Him and Flores... 
back together, I think, is a major, major positive. Karis is interesting because, I mean, in my opinion, you know, I feel that he's somewhat of an upgrade over Kilgore, uh, but he's kind of at his max right now. In regard, he's not going to get any better than what he is. He is what he is. He's a very, very tough, grinded out type of football player. But in my opinion, you know, he's a stopgap right now. I think that the Dolphins are going to have to look at centers in the draft and maybe bring a young guy along. Thus, the reason, you know, he's on a one-year contract. I think he'll do a solid job, but he's not, he's not going to be a dominant football player for your football team. I think that what they're just trying to do right now is get an upgrade, and, and they're going to try and move towards being very competitive going in the next season. But I think that he's, he's got to get replaced at some point, and he may just be here for the one year. You know, again, his skill set just tells you that he's, he's maxed out. As far as he's, I don't think he's going to get any better than what he is. He is what he is. And that's a very solid football player. But I would love to see an upgrade over him come in the draft. So we'll see. We will. Got just under a month to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned Alandon Roberts. And uh, yeah, he's, he's another one of those special teams, rotational linebacker type of guy. Uh, we don't have any contract details for him yet, so you know, as long as it's a modest deal, I'm okay. And uh, I'm sure they didn't give him a lot of money, right? Exactly. But uh, <laughs> like I say, as long as they didn't pay a lot, which I'm sure they didn't, you know, it's probably a good guy to throw on the 90 man roster and see where he fits in. That's it. Battle it out. That's right. it. Right. Another another guy that Flores had before, so he knows what he's getting in this guy, and he's going to know how to how to use him. You know, he, he's not a good coverage linebacker by no means. Um, he fits into a mold uh, similar to some, some of the guys we've had here in the past. And I'm not going to mention any names, but uh, he, he is a blitzer. And hopefully that's what they brought him in to do. So we'll see. But again, it's another guy that Flores has worked with in the past. And you just have to love that. You know, he's not going to bring in guys that he doesn't feel are going to help him in any way, shape, or form. You know, he's, he's bringing in guys that he's worked with, and Flores feels that these are guys that are going to contribute and help this football team. So, it, you know, it, it's another positive. All of these signings have been extremely good ones, in my opinion. I don't, I, there's not one I don't like, to be honest with you. I mean, do you guys have any of these signings that you don't particularly like, that you, eh, you know, like, eh, whatever? You Can know? you ask me that again in October? Yeah, really. <laughs> no, I'm asking uh, you now, Mike. Yeah, uh, the Mike. <laughs> we can look at it again in October, but yeah. right now, right now. I mean, I know Jim last week uh, gave us a grade of what was it, eight and a half after day one, because he w- he said, ah, we should have maybe signed Karras, the line, the uh, the center. Well, we went out and we got the center the next day, Jim. So did we get up to a ten for you, or are we no, still at eight? No, no. You never can give the highest grade. You know, I would bu- I would bump it up to a nine because we addressed the offensive line some more that we that we definitely needed. Okay. The only guy that I don't really have much interest in is the is the tight end Michael Roberts. Uh, he mm-hmm. doesn't bring a whole lot to the plate other than uh, he's a good uh, pass know, blocker. Uh, yeah, he's he's the sixth offensive lineman, is what he is, and uh, you know it's you know we're not well, pay- okay. we're not paying much for him, so you know again put him on the put him on the ninety some man roster before the season, and uh, we'll see what he brings to the table. 
Right. Who's the, who's the other young tight end that we drafted the same year as Gasicki? Smythe. Smythe. He may be replacing Smythe. I mean, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with Smythe. I haven't been. And maybe he's an upgrade over him. And that's, I mean, they signed them for, for a reason. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe they feel that he's just a better run blocker or a better, you know. Uh, if nothing else, it's competition. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that that's the least intriguing signing, I think, Jim. I mean, you hit on that, you know, but, um, you know, we'll see in regard to whether this guy even makes the football team or not. But I think he's definitely been brought in to compete with Smite for that blocking tight end position type of well, thing. Listen, when you, when you sign 11 free agents, you're, you're not keeping all of them. You're probably not going to keep all of them because, you know, some other players that are already here are going to get better. Right. So, you know, there will be competition and, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I think by and large, you have to be excited with what they've done. I mean, uh, uh, Van Noy and, and the cornerback alone are enough to get excited about. So yes. our defense is going to be better. And, and I do think that, that Lawson's going to play pretty well, too. So I, I think they're going to be fine. Now they just have to supplement what they have in the draft and... Uh, I really do think they can put together a respectable defense. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the guys, Mike, just just name the players that were being put out there in starting situations last year. Mm-hmm. At defensive end, you had Harris and you had Taco Carlton. The, the point is, is that all no these more tacos, though. No yeah. more tacos. All no these, more tacos. All these guys are upgrades. You know, Adam cool- Gase is gone, so... Right. And you didn't have you didn't have Xavier and Howard either. So now you're getting two corners, basically. You didn't have them mo- the, the majority right. of last season. So now right. you're now you're strengthening your secondary incredibly if both of these guys stay, as Jim mentioned earlier. And they're healthy. And right. they're healthy. Right. I mean, well, that's the key to all of this, isn't it? Is is staying yes. healthy. Yes. Um you know, the other key is the fact that they are adding depth. And, you know, we've talked about it on this show and the last show. And and that's a key because, in all honesty, we had no depth last year. I mean, none whatsoever. We didn't even have guys on our roster long enough to even understand what was going on before they were being thrown in the starting roles in games. Right, right. Uh, the Pittsburgh game, that night game comes to mind where we lost, I think, two, three secondary guys in one half. And we saw the results, you know. I believe I read 80 different players made a start for us last year. Crazy. That's absolutely crazy. We had guys starting for us that wouldn't be on a roster on other teams. So it's amazing that we gelled together as well as we did and we won those five games. So it's a a bunch of overachievers for sure. Well, you know, free agency is not over and, and we made ourselves better, but we were not the only teams to make ourselves better. Lewis, tell us about Buffalo. What did they do? <laughs> well, Buffalo traded for Diggs. We talked about this last week. And I mean, that was a missing piece to that puzzle on offense. Um, you know, D- Diggs is, an, if you, listen, he's, he's a malcontent. He was a malcontent with Minnesota. Uh, they got tired of his attitude. And that seems to be the trend in the NFL nowadays with these wide receivers. And it seems like been that way forever. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> even more so now, it just seems like all the guys that are like malcontents are all wide receivers. I mean, it seems like the majority of them are. And uh, Diggs, Minka Fitzpatrick, Diggs kind of talked him. Yeah, well, yeah. D- Diggs kind of <laughs> you know worked his way out of Minnesota. 
you know, much like, you know, the whole situation with Beckham going to Cleveland and, of course, you know, Jarvis getting, yep. you know, uh, uh, coming out of Miami here and going over to Cleveland. These guys are moving around. The point is this, is that he's a very good football player. And you combine him with Brown and Singletary, the running back, and all of a sudden, you've got a nice, nice group of football players on the offensive side, and their defense is extremely strong. So it definitely, definitely benefits them. Um, it was a piece that they needed. You know, in regard to our division and the signings, well, New England has lost a ton of football players, and obviously it's going to affect them, you know, starting with Brady, of course, you know, but the fact that we've got Van Oy. And the other linebacker that we signed from them and the fact that they also lost Jamie Collins, they've got a lot of minuses. And you cannot replace all those guys in one season. You just can't do it. They lost that big uh, nose tackle, Danny Shelton, as well. Right. They've lost a ton of guys. Uh, There's no question about it. They did do do themselves right by uh, resigning the guard. Uh, Thuney is his name, Thuney. Yeah. So he resigned with them. So they had to do that because had they lost him, I mean, I just, you know, that, that, that would have basically been everybody uh, that, that, that they had in regard to free agents that were. Uh, and then McCourty, of course, they re-signed as well. They signed him to a two-year contract. Yeah, evidently Miami offered him a, a contract. Or maybe, I shouldn't say they offered him a contract, but they were interested in signing him and they never got into Huthuni, we're referring no, to? No, McCourty. Oh, McCourty. Wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah, they didn't even... So well, it, it, it never happened, but uh, they were talking with him. Right. He signed for $23 million over two years. Um, so he got a pretty nice contract. That could be there. why it never happened. I don't know. Yeah. The, um, you know, the, the interesting thing is, you know, the Jets just were really, really, I mean, they didn't do a lot. They, they signed McGovern. He was a guard that, that Denver had. He's a pretty solid football player. Um, but they, they didn't really do an awful lot otherwise. And, and that's a team that I feel needs to do some things. I mean, they're. Well, remember, they went hog wild last year. Well, they did, Mike, but it, it you know, it, it didn't really help them much. And I think we all know the reason why. They did lose Robbie Anderson, and mm-hmm. their offense was not that great to begin with. You know, so they've got a lot of holes, the Jets. So in our division, you know, Buffalo, I, I truly believe that we're the second best team in this division right now going in the next season, as long as we stay healthy. Um, I think we're a better football team than the Jets, and I think we're a better football team than New England right now. Now, Belichick, you know, we're going to see, you know, how he does. Um, without all these key players, losing a guy like Brady, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. But, um, you know, again, in my opinion, I think we're the second best team in this division. And going in the last season, you couldn't sit here and tell me that there was any way, in any way, shape or form, we were going to be the second best team going into 2020 on paper. And, um, you know, that's the way I feel. I mean, how do you guys feel in regard to that? Well, I, I got to agree with most of your points there, Lou. Um, Buffalo seems like the most complete team right now. And the addition of Diggs does give them that deep threat speed guy that they really, they needed another receiver and, and that solves that problem. That was their biggest need. It was, it was. The only thing that kind of concerns me is we felt the same way when we signed Mike Wallace and, and that didn't really uh, work out all that great. So... 
You know, it remains to be seen if they can make him fit. You mentioned some issues with Diggs in, in Minnesota, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how he, he fits in up there in Buffalo. But uh, it definitely adds a new dimension to, uh, you know, Allen's, uh, you know, receiving list. So it's got to help him as a quarterback to uh, spread the field and, and make more completions. The Jets, you know, between Sam Darnold's mistakes and Adam Gase's mistakes, I don't think they're going anywhere. Bill Belichick is still the coach of the Patriots, so you can't count them out. But realistically, they don't have a quarterback. They just re-signed uh, Hoyer again. Uh, they've got a second-year quarterback in Stidham that hasn't really sh- played at all. And well, they've, they've, they've been talking him up, oh, which, I know. Make, which yeah, makes yeah, me yeah, think yeah. they're going to draft somebody. Yeah, <laughs> L- Living up here in, in uh, New England, it's been comical. I listened to... Uh, W-E-E-I radio there, and it's just comical. Everybody's calling in and losing their mind over it. But uh, Good for well, them. Yeah, I know. I love it. I love it. I, it makes me smile when I listen to it. But, you know, they've lost so many key players. Uh, you lose a center. You lose your quarterback. You lose your two or three of your linebackers. You lose your nose tackle and a uh, safety as well. You can't just plug some new guys in there and have all of that. Let heat. me know when they lose their coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it, and I'm and I'm still adding value because of Belichick. But this is this is the most he's ever had to overcome, in my opinion. I mean, when he started out, he had a solid quarterback, and you know they won the lottery when they drafted Tom Brady in the sixth round, and uh, so you know I just he's going to have to prove it to me, and. Uh, Obviously, we he hasn't already. Well, he hasn't done it without Tom Brady. So oh, wow. you know, there's, there's, you know, yeah, he's got to prove it still. I, you know, uh, it, it, it can only last so long. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I just think I give him the benefit of the doubt until he doesn't deserve it anymore. Yeah, right. well, I'm, I'm already giving him. The, I'd already written off the whole team if it wasn't for him. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, there's only so much that. Uh, he's going to be able to do with the limited cap space that he has. I'm sure they'll be a, a solid team. It's not going to be an embarrassment, and they'll probably push for the playoffs. But I'm still reluctant to put the Dolphins ahead of them as far as the, you know, the AFC ratings. I definitely have the Bills first and the Jets last, and uh, then it's a toss-up between which team gets put together the best for uh, the number two. I agree with you. That, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, to me, uh, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, Lou, but to, to to me, uh, what these two teams do at quarterback is going to say a lot. Uh, now we know this season, you know, Fitz is probably going to be our quarterback, if if not for the whole season, at least for most of it. Uh, so you know, we'll see. But uh, the Patriots, I mean, they, they could do anything at quarterback. They could go out and get Jameis Winston. They could uh, stick this kid Steedham in and then go with him. They can draft somebody and, and uh, have a rookie. You know, you never know what they're going to do. So we'll see. Uh, but Belichick likes to trade and makes me think that, you know, anything is possible with them. Yeah. No question. But, Mike, they have a lot of holes. I mean, it's not only the quarterback. I mean, they lost Dorsett in right. free agency, and they did not have a strong receiving core to begin with. They're That's true. Tight ends. You know, they have a couple of decent running backs. You know, James White is always solid, and, um, oh, God, his name uh, escapes me right now, the other running back. Help me out, guys, that they have up there. 
Oh, <laughs> Michelle, some, Sonny Michelle. Mich- Sonny yes. Michelle, right. Their first round pick. Right. They have two decent running backs, but past that, they've lost some linemen. They don't have a great receiving core at all. So they have a lot of holes to fill. You know, they don't have, they didn't have the money that we had. And they don't have all the draft picks that we have. So, you know, my thinking is, is that, you know, once this draft is complete, we're going to be even a stronger team than what we are right now. And right now, you know, like I said, I think we're a better team on paper than they are, period. Now, Belichick, like you said, is always the X factor, but we're a better team on paper right now. And we'll see where it goes from there. All right. One other little detail about the Patriots sure. is uh, they lost their offensive line coach, uh, Skarnecchia, which is uh, that's a big loss. That's that's going to he be was a, the best in the business. That was a that's going to be a bigger loss than people envision because he's been he's been making chicken soup out of chicken shit with some of their linemen for several years now, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's not going to be so easy. And and they don't know if they're. Uh, starting center is going to be coming back fully healthy or what he had that uh, heart contr- heart issue last year that's why Karras got the start but you know it's going to be uh there's going to be a lot of interesting things to see how the Patriots put it back together uh less Tom Brady and how the how Flores and Greer can can build this Dolphins team up it'll be interesting to watch that's for sure mm-hmm. no doubt absolutely all right, so today the NFL power rankings came out, and uh, Miami dropped two spots from 24th to 26th. Now, this is the post-free agency edition. Can anybody explain to me why they might have dropped two spots? <laughs> Where is New England on that list, Mike? I don't, I'm just I don't curious. Know. No, you I don't, don't know. know. You don't have it in front of no. you. I think they're down wow. around around 15th. The Patriots did drop a lot of spaces. And of course, Tampa Bay went up a lot because of the Brady move. Sure. But I was with you, Mike. I, I was fine with the 26th position and all. That made that made sense to me. But what made them drop down two positions after adding all that talent, I really can't All right. Can't now, here's what that. they said underneath the ranking, okay? Uh, you knew a spending spree was coming to Miami, and that's exactly what happened. The Dolphins, armed with more cap space than any team in the league, handed out a bunch of big money contracts in the first week uh, of the league to lock up cornerback Byron Jones, uh, Van Oy, Shaq Lawson, Eric Flowers, on deals that all equaled at least three years and $30 million. Jones is now the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. Jordan Howard uh, was brought aboard to help lift the NFL's worst rushing attack. The next piece is the biggest, though. Can the Dolphins land their quarterback of the future in the draft? If they pick right, they are a player in the wide-open AFC East. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Behind every other team in the AFC. Minus two? I mean, come on. That's what I'm saying. Why'd they drop two? I mean, even in the, the text there, it doesn't tell me why they dropped two. So I'd really like to know. Yeah, exactly. You know, you look at the Jets, you look at the Jets, I don't know where they finished, but they only signed. They were 33rd. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I was thinking more like 35th, but. Yeah, more close. Yeah, they didn't sign. I think they've signed three guys and they're not impact guys. So it's, uh, they've done very little to change. Okay, now to compound this, Vegas came out with their over under today. Now, last year, we, our over under was five and a half. Okay. Today, it now stands at six. Okay. Interesting. Woo-hoo. So they figure we're going to win a half a game more than we did last year. Well, you know, I, with all the signings. With all the signings. Well, when so, I go to Vegas, Mike, 
You're throwing some money down. If, in fact, I do go, you know what I'm doing. Well, if they get Tonga Bailoa, that number should go up. Well, why would it go up, Mike, when they feel that he's probably not even going to play next season? Because it's not based on that. It's based on public perception. Okay. That's fine. Right? And I'll if, take they, it. if everybody says he's the guy they want and they get him, that's going to increase public perception. So more people will bet on the Dolphins and the number should move. So we draft one injured guy. Yep. And it's above and beyond over signing nine free agents to help your team. That boosts us about, what, a half a win? And by signing Tua, it's going to boost us. <laughs> Our over-under is going to go up to yeah. seven or seven and a half. It could go I up mean, another half, another point, you know? Yeah, just, logic's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. But we'll see. I mean, obviously, if they have a really good draft and they draft a lot of solid football players, you know, I can see that. But, you know, Tua I don't think is going to make one difference uh, you know, one way or another, at least next season, and it maybe even halfway through the season, right? You know, we see we see something out of him, but um, if we in fact do sign him, I don't see him playing until um, you know halfway through the season. That's if Fitzpatrick's not playing well. Well, we have a rough you schedule know. now. Maybe it'll turn out not to be a rough schedule. Those things happen. You they know, do. because teams change. They do. But this uh, schedule appears to be tough. And uh, if they're not doing well, I could see them making a change at quarterback just to see what the kid has and, and to get him some experience. That way next year, you know, it's balls to the wall. So, you know, uh, there's some logic to that if, if they're doing poorly. But if they're playing well, then I, I think you keep the kid on the bench until you have a reason to replace Fitz. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, we, we got off this a little bit, but um, I wanted to talk – well, I, I had a question for you guys in regard to the AFC, because uh-huh. now with that extra wild card situation, now there are three wild cards coming out of the AFC, and we will be in competition with the whole conference other than just our division, which we've already touched on. So my question is, uh, in regard to the other AFC teams, with free agent signings and trades and whatnot, who do you guys think have improved over some of the other football teams? I'd have to look at the whole list and, and really, you know, analyze it to give you a fair answer, and I haven't done that. Okay. I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, I like what Buffalo did simply because they addressed their biggest need with a player who's pretty darn good. Right. Jim, anybody? There's no real solid AFC team that's on the fringe that I think has improved a whole lot. The uh, Texans... Yeah, I don't know what they were doing. They they moved away from uh, Hopkins and uh, they traded away Reader. Just some moves that look like you're going backwards instead of forwards. You know, the Browns, you know, can they put the pieces back together? They had a lot of talent last year and it didn't translate well to wins. So that team's going to have to struggle. You know, the Steelers, is Roethlisberger going to come back? Is they going to be back in the playoffs? These are the teams that are on the cusp. You know, uh, the Dolphins, you know, that there's a few, you know, after the free agency, everybody's all excited and they start talking playoffs and everything. And it's, it's kind of silly to me. But, you know, when you do add that extra playoff spot, it does make your options a little better when it comes time to, for the playoff talk. But, I mean, you got the, the Titans again, Tennessee, you know, they've, they're going to have the same basic core team. So they're going to be up there. Mm-hmm. And, Kansas you know, City. 
Mahomes in Kansas City going to be one of your you know top AFC teams. Uh, from there, it's how do how do injuries impact the Chiefs this year? You know, you, oh, yeah. you, you just don't know. Yeah, and, and you know, it's so many teams. Every every year, we look at the schedule and we say, "Oh, we got this schedule, we got that schedule," and then you end up winning games that you didn't expect to, and you end up losing games that you thought you should have. It's it's very messy, and teams trend up and trend down quickly. So, uh, you know, it's too early to predict any of that. I, I don't see any teams really making solid core moves that's going to really say, yeah, they're a better team right now. Well, I'll say this. You know, uh, we like what the Dolphins did, by and large. And there's probably 31 other fan bases that feel the same way about their team, maybe with the possible exception of Houston. And the Patriots. Well, they haven't really, they don't, they're never big spenders in free agency. So I think you have to wait and see with the Patriots, you know, what they do. Because Bill will trade. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know, looking at the teams in the AFC, uh, you guys know Melvin Gordon went over to Denver, right? Or he's, right, yeah. right. Um, it's, that's kind of an interesting move to me. But, you know, the Colts are the team. Well, let me just get back to that, Lou. They'd love yes. that quarterback out there. Yes. So now you're helping that quarterback with a running back. So that makes perfect sense. Right. Uh-huh. So I thought that was, that was an interesting move. Uh, but the Colts – now with Philip Rivers there, and people are so, I mean, he is one guy that people are so like in between on. Yep. Some people think he's horrible, and other people think that he's just above and beyond. You know, he, he's just a guy that's at either one end of the spectrum in people's minds or the other. Uh, but I felt that that was an interesting move. How do you feel about him? I, I like him. I mean, I, I think, like him as well. You know, he he's you know <laughs> he goes out there and he's he's a lot like he's a gutsy guy. He's a gutsy guy. He makes a lot of mistakes. Does not care. He just goes out there and he wings it. And uh, you know, I think he's a notch above what Winston does. Um, he turns the no, ball over. I think over he's a, a lot. he's a couple of notches. Yeah, above. he makes a lot of mistakes, Mike. He has over his whole career, not to the extent that Winston right. has done, especially last season. But but now, Winston do- might might have a little more arm talent. Right. Well, Rivers Rivers to me with the Colts is is an intriguing move, and they traded for the um, oh god his name's. Uh, Escaping me again uh, with San Francisco, the defensive end that they traded for. They gave up their number one for him. I mean, that's going to help their defense incredibly. And I cannot think of his name. My God, I can't believe I'm doing this again. But they've made some interesting moves, and they were a pretty solid team last year. They were right there for the for a playoff spot. And maybe Rivers and you know and these other moves that they've made push pushes them over the top. But I think they're yeah, they're going to be an interesting team to watch this year as well. All right. Anything else uh, alarm you or concern you with uh, the movements that have been made? I got to be honest. I'm. I was expecting them to be aggressive, but I didn't expect them to sign eleven guys in the first week. Uh, that's that's amazing to me. I didn't expect the the Byron Jones and uh, Kyle Van Oy, the big time. The big ticket. Yeah, signings. I know. We 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 covered but, that last week. Exactly, but it, you got to like the the direction, uh, bringing in the younger guys that are uh, still ascending. So you got to like the direction they're going. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a positive. I mean, if we if we were sitting here doing this show tonight and last week and looking at it and saying, well, you know, we signed 
a tight end and we signed a, a backup center, so to speak. And, you know, looking at it in, in, in that way, we'd be, we, we, you know, it, it's not a positive. Right now, with what we've done, it's nothing but a positive. We're throwing a bunch of people up against the wall and see what's hell. If, if 75% of them stick and they have solid seasons for us, then it's nothing but a positive. You got to love it. You know, competition, um, you know, it did. We're going to have a much, much solider football team this year. That's the key. We're going to have depth. It, it, you know, it, it's important in the NFL. It really is. These guys are role players, some of them, but you know what? It's depth. You know, when guys get hurt, we've got guys that can fill in to some extent, whereas last year we didn't have that luxury. So, you know, I, I always say it, Lou, it's the best 53 that win. Agreed. Agreed. Can't say that anymore. You got 55 now, but, you know. Unless when I look, you're Belichick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you look at this list of players, and I see five new starters. You know, you got a new cornerback. You got a new linebacker. You've got, you've got two defensive end types or, or outside linebackers, and you've got two offensive linemen. You know, Four or five of these guys are going to be new starters. I think and that's all- six, Jim. Yeah, well, I'm just saying you're probably not going to start all, you know, both Ogba and Lawson. So, you know, you've got probably five anyway, and they're right. all upgrades. So how and you- Howard, you could throw Howard in the mix too, Jim. Yeah, that's true. So it, how you cannot think positive about these additions is is beyond me, and how you can drop two spots in a power ranking is silly. I agree. All right, guys, I think that's going to cover it for this week. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me and uh, taking the time to do so. Very welcome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week. And until then, fins up. Fins up, doll fans. Fins up. Stay safe, everybody. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 